what's your motivational speech for somebody, whether they're wanting to get into fitness, get a healthier body, or maybe they want to get into business. What's your big picture motivational speech that you would give? <laughs> for me, you always have to look at the bigger picture of life or what, what you want out of life. And that's what always motivates me, even with my fitness and training. The way with your diet, maybe it's no big deal going over your calories or eating that chocolate bar today. But if you take that philosophy every day, you'll not get anywhere near where you want to be. You know what I mean? So that's why every day you have to get up. You need to check off all your lists, hit your protein, do your training, do all this sort of stuff. And it is maybe for a lot of people, it's boring and monotonous every day. But for me, it's where do you want to be? Even 12 months time, five years time, 10 years time. That's always what kind of focuses me. And even with me fitness and with me business, it's always looking down the road at the bigger picture. Where do you want to go in life? And of course you want to, the trick is you still want to be present and enjoy the day as well. You know, we have to enjoy life as well along along with it. So how can you get that balance? And for me, it's getting me fitness, focusing on my business, and also block off family time and be able to enjoy time with my kids and my wife and that. I don't know how that would go down in motivational talk, whatever. There's a lot of YouTube videos and that could, could get people fired up better. But it definitely is for me, it's the big picture. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke. I'm joined today by Dara Holland. Dara, how are you doing today? How's it going, Chris? All good. All good. Uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. We found a, a time where both of us can be in daylight. I've actually, I've talked to people in Europe who are, they're like, oh yeah, it's the middle of the night here. <laughs> so we're good, right? No. Yeah, no, it's four o'clock here now. So it's a uh, it's good time for me now, thankfully. Perfect. Perfect. Give give everybody a little bit of a background about who you are, what you do in the fitness game. Yeah, when I came out of college many moons ago, around 2008, and I wanted to be a PE teacher, but I wasn't really working out for one reason or another. So I always loved training and coaching people and all that. So I was getting into the fitness and uh, done research, worked in the gym from February 09 to August 2011, opened my first gym in September 2011, and uh, since now I have uh, two gyms, um, it's going really well. Um, it's really going great now until COVID hit and it's been just dipping and diving and getting through it since then, but it's going well, thankfully. And yeah, so we have the two gyms, they're going great. Also, um, one big thing that I used to push my gyms was social media ads and email. And I really enjoy reading and writing. So uh, I got an email then as well. And I always thought I'd love to do this for other businesses. So during COVID and the lockdowns, that was that was my chance to set up a business doing that. So that's a kind of a sideline I have. But the two gyms are always my main focus. We focus on like large group training, anything, well, anything from five, five to 30 people in a group. And then we have small group training. One of my gyms, we managed to be able to uh, expand it. So we've another like a personal training studio. So we do a lot of small group training there and then we do some one-on-one -on -one personal training. So that's kind of what we're all about and, uh, and it's going well thank god that's awesome 
So what do you, when a, when a client first comes into either one of your gyms, what is the, what are the first kind of couple things that you do? What do you recommend for people to, just to get started? Yeah. Well, first of all, we have a, a, a girl who works the phone. So she'll ring people up you know, and try and answer the questions because but people always have doubts or they think that because of maybe a, a bit of a dodgy shoulder or dodgy knee that they can't exercise at all, you know. So you always uh, just want to answer people's questions. So we like to think people are well clued in before they even come in. And then when they come in, we basically just have a, have a chat and go over things. They obviously fill out the health questionnaire. We uh, we used to weigh and measure. We got away from that during COVID. We probably could start looking to bring that back, to be honest. But uh, we used to weigh and measure. We, but we try and get people to take progress pictures. I think that's one thing we found is it's the best indicator because you see people, they're making great progress, but the scales aren't moving and then they get really frustrated and all that. So we try and really emphasize progress. And then, yeah, obviously we have a chat and a fitness level is what they're fit to do and all that. We'd always encourage people, first two or three sessions, you know, don't worry about even breaking sweat, don't get carried away, just find your groove, take it really easy. If they're, like I said, if they do have a dodgy shoulder, dodgy knee or back, whatever, we, you know, give them alternative exercise to do and things like that. So, yeah, we really try and push people to take it really easy the first couple of sessions so that they can get in the swing of things and then go from there. Especially most people are doing very little training maybe for a long time, so it's really important to ease them in. Obviously, we get clients coming in then that are doing a lot of training. They're well fit to get stuck in, you know, so you just have played as you see it i find it's the best way yeah yeah I, I like that taking it slow i always tell my clients that you know, your body's going to tell you when it's time to progress i don't have to be in there and like yelling at you or anything you're <laughs> you're gonna have this inner feeling that you know what i can go harder today i've been doing this for a few weeks i can go a little harder and i, I like what yeah. you said about the progress photos too i think that's really important because there comes a point where you, you don't need to lose any more weight like weight loss yeah. is only good for it's a good goal when you're like really maybe you have 30 to 50 pounds to lose you get close to your goal weight and getting the pictures is what pictures and then like how your clothes fit that seems yeah. to be a good indicator too yeah yeah how did you first get involved in this i know you mentioned you wanted to be a pe teacher how did all that happen going through school and growing up um, yeah, well, it was just always big in me football and weights. Like, and I was doing a lot of training, even from 12, people laugh. I was in my mom's head getting tins of beans out of the cupboard and doing all that sort of stuff. And uh, always buying men's health. And of course, my older brother used to slag mother. Um, of course, I didn't want to buy men's health with pictures of topless dudes on it and whatever. And didn't want to be seen to be buying them. So I'd always be wrecking my mother's head to... Uh, buy them for me but she'd always get them she'd always come through now in fairness to her so i'd always be reading men's health growing up and uh yeah always doing a lot of training really love me love me training and yeah the p kitchen long story was just working out or whatever but i've just done me search then i've done uh, sports and exercise science at college um and i suppose this is what 08 09 10 and i don't know if you remember the internet and the whole fitness boom and studios yeah. and boot camps was kind of to be honest, I was probably the right age profile. I was being good. Um, so we're really good into that. And I've learned over the years, like I, I love business and the whole marketing and business side of things. I love that as much as I love training people as well. I really have an interest in that as well. I love reading books and studying it. And so that probably stood to me. I was watching everything on the internet and seeing what's going on. 
and opened in 2011. We were like a training gym that are everywhere in Audi is, but in 2011, I was one of the, the first in Ireland, I would say, because I didn't know of anyone else doing it. There might have been a few in, in Dublin, the capital city, but definitely the more rural areas where I'm based, there was nobody doing it. But like I say, I was probably at a lucky sort of age profile coming through, and uh, I just decided to go for it, because I remember telling people that we're just going to do classes, you know, workouts, and it was a real novel idea at the time, you know, People didn't know what it was on about sort of thing, but eventually we got a few clients in and they just built from there. Which went great. Yeah, right place, right time. You said you awesome. you built your second gym was in 2011, so you've had them for a while. You've had them over 10 years. Yeah, first gym was 2011, and then I actually opened another gym in September 2014, but I only had it from about four years. I ended up closing it. There was issues with the building as well and there's just loads of different issues and the building kept kind of flooding there was a chip shop next door and long story but uh, i had to pull out of it eventually and then my third gym opened in january 2018 in dundalk january 2018 yeah we'll be five years there now this coming january so yeah it's all been a bit mad when i look back you know i, I took a lot of, a lot of risks a lot of moves very quickly I'm at an age now when I have two kids, I'm a lot uh, a lot slower with my moves now and planning ahead, but it was all biz anyway. And uh, yeah, not now 10 years, September 2011. No, it's been good. Yeah, that's been great. That's I think that's right about when I started my my most recent gym, like August, September 2011. But yeah, you, you got a good point. I mean, you have two kids now, you said, but you took the risks when you were younger, which I think is a good idea. And then, like you said, you and your wife both work it together, or how do how do you guys do that? Yes, so I met my wife March 2016, and she's obviously big in fitness. She's from basically the other end of the country and one of the bigger cities in Ireland, and she had been bouncing around all the gyms, and she was big into her training and nutrition. She actually worked in the food industry. She has a master's in food microbiology. She obviously has a big interest in, in food side of things. So when she came up then, she was only maybe getting started on her calories and all that. So then she'd done a few of the precision nutrition course and things like that. And they started working with an online coach to get, get her calories. So she got a good understanding of the whole thing. And then she brought that into the gym then. So we give that a big push. Yeah. And that's the funny thing when you're at a long time, isn't it? You can't forget all the things you've done and tried, you know, or you, you kind of come up with an idea and then like, oh yeah, I tried that a couple of years ago. And you guys are coming through now and they're doing different things, trying to market or do things. And you're like, yeah, I tried that doesn't really work, so I'm not too worried about that. It's uh, it's mad kind of things you try over the years, but yeah. So my wife came into the business, so it's the two of us now. So it's it actually works well. You hear a lot of people, you know, about husband and wife kind of working together and all that. But uh, luckily for us now, it works out okay. We don't kill each other too often. If you can make it work, that's awesome. What do you think it is? Because you, you seem to have been taking a lot of risks. Like you said, oh, I tried that, I tried that, I tried that. What do you think it is about your personality that allows you to do that, that you're more of a risk taker? And somebody who maybe isn't a risk taker, but maybe wants to be one, maybe they have this big idea, but they're scared to do it. What kind of advice would you give to those people? Yeah, it's hard to know. It's kind of, sometimes kind of in the genes, isn't it? Like I've seen... You see some people in self-employed and I've heard stories, even guys can't close. 
really get very highly stressed. You know, it really not go well for them. And I suppose I've been lucky enough. Um, I don't know what it is. Like, it's hard to know. You just have to understand. And definitely, even young children, I tell them, in your 20s, you can do whatever you want. You can travel and all that. But I think your 20s are a, a good time to take risks and try things because you don't have really when your 30s maybe you have a mortgage and you have kids and all that but the big thing i think to realize is the risk when you ask yourself what what can go wrong here what's the worst case scenario the worst case scenario isn't usually that bad that's kind of what i find you know it's worth giving it a rattle really and um, nine times out of ten unless it's something absolutely stupid where you're absolutely gambling everything on, on some sort of bet and you're putting all your money, all your eggs in one basket, as I say. But I think a lot of the time in business, if it doesn't work out, you can walk away and move on with your life. So I think that's the important thing. One thing I've tried to do is big debts or things like that, that are real, really hang over you or things that you have to really pay back. Anything that started, started from scratch and been and slow with it. And that's why I like the email thing as well. There's no staff or no overheads or whatever, you know, whatever it is do and if if things tank for a few months you know it'll not be the end of the world either so that'd be my idea i think i don't know if you follow michael marston or read any of his stuff i think he called it a, a chicken entrepreneur you can work your your nine to five job and build your business up on the side until you're ready to leave and you can do different things like that and same with me in the the email thing the two gyms would be me focused and this is a bit of a sideline and maybe in five ten years but maybe it'll become more than that. But I think you know, diving into both feet straight away, taking on big debt, I think that's where you get yourself in trouble. Yeah, agreed 100%. So it seems like you're just kind of clicking along. Like you said, the chicken entrepreneur, you got this little side gig where you're helping with the email marketing. What, um, I'm going to go toward the last question. I really like this question. What's your motivational speech for somebody, whether they're wanting to get into fitness, get a healthier body, or maybe they want to get into business. What's your big picture motivational speech that you would give? <laughs> for me, you always have to look at the bigger picture of life or what, what you want out of life. And that's what always motivates me, even with me fitness and training. The way with your diet, maybe it's no big deal going over your calories or eating that chocolate bar today. But if you take that philosophy every day, you'll not get anywhere near where you want to be. You know what I mean? So that's why every day you have to get up. You need to check off all your lists, hit your protein, do your training, do all this sort of stuff. And it is maybe for a lot of people, it's boring and monotonous every day. But for me, it's where do you want to be? Even 12 months time, five years time, 10 years time. That's always what kind of focuses me. And even with me fitness and with me business, it's always looking down the road at the bigger picture. Where do you want to go in life? And of course you want to, the trick is you still want to be present and enjoy the day as well. You know, we have to enjoy life as well along, along with it. So how can you get that balance? And for me, it's getting me fitness, focusing on my business and also block off family time and be able to enjoy time my kids and my wife and that. I don't know how that would go down in motivational talk, whatever. There's a lot of YouTube videos and that could, could get people fired up better. But it definitely is for me. It's the big picture and it's just about Enjoying the ride, giving it a go and not getting caught up. And I think we spend way too much time worrying about what other people say or think about us. And even people that mightn't admit it or aren't aware of it. 
they have the little vices in the back of their head and they're afraid to really take chances on because, oh, so-and-so will say this. And she has an ego doing that. But why do we care so much with these people? Like, because at the end of the day, we can nearly count in one hand the people that actually matter in your life, your family, and maybe a couple of close friends after that. You know, let the chips fall where they may after that is kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, I suppose that's my kind of answer to that. Yeah, yeah, I like that 100%. It, it really, there are very few people that truly matter. You know, people are just going to come and go and they're going to give their yeah. opinions. And especially now on the internet, people can just drop their opinion of you in your feed and, and then leave and never see you again. So it really yeah. doesn't, doesn't matter that much. And absolutely. And especially when you go in business and self-employed, people have opinions and everything and no idea what they're talking about, you know, and I'm, I'm sure you notice it in business, like, People think every euro in my case or dollar in your case that comes in your business goes straight into your pocket and they don't realize the taxes you have to pay with the gym it's rent and rates and different things a lot of bills and staff and all the rest of it people have, have no idea and yet they're very quick to give their opinion so you just gotta ignore that nonsense and, and move on and that's you need a thick skin in business whether you want it or not you'll get it if you if you go self-employed yeah, 100%. Dara, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, website, uh, social media? Yeah, just anything Dutchies Fitness on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, if you just Google it, you get a website. It's D-U-T-C-H-Y-S fitness.com. Um, and then I have a, from email business of Dara Holland on LinkedIn. And I just put post about email and stuff on that. So anything along those lines, if you want to shoot us a message, um, happy to help people out in any way I can. Awesome. Thank you so much. Again, this is Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke, joined today with Dara Holland. Dara, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks very much, Chris. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.